Hey there, this is Jason Bullman. I'm the director of game design at Paizo, and you are listening to Morris's unofficial tabletop RPG talk. This week, Morris and Peter talk about online communities for tabletop role-playing games. In the news, Dragonlance previews are coming fast and frequent now. Stokerverse is live on Kickstarter based on the works of Bram Stoker. New Pathfinder releases, a TSR news update, and more. Plus, a brand new sketch about stretching out as an RPG player and trying something new. This week on Morse's unofficial tabletop RPG talk. I am delighted to announce that today's podcast is sponsored by the local town crier service, Town Square Space. I mean, I say that I'm delighted, but as you can imagine, I'm being less than completely sincere. Town Square Space provides an all-in-one platform that gives you everything you need to announce your announcements or proclaim your proclamations. Who writes this stuff? Town Square Space's professional town criers are at least 30% louder than any other town criers. Whether you're just getting started or are an established brand, our powerful platform helps your business grow. I remember when it was perfectly acceptable to announce your next genocidal plan by posting it on the local notice board, but apparently no one looks at notice boards anymore, so you have to pay a man to bellow in people's faces. You people sicken me. All the tabletop role-play news We aim to amuse and we aim to enthuse And Morris is unofficial tabletop RPG Hello, 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 and welcome to Morris's unofficial tabletop RPG talk. I am Russ, a.k.a. Morris, or Morris, a.k.a. Russ, and with me this week is... Peter Coffey from the Southampton Guild of Roleplayers. For us as ever, it's delightful to be here. It's, uh, it's, it's, it's quite empty here today, Peter. It does seem very quiet. I'm feeling lonely. So lonely. <laughs> yeah. Something's missing. Oh. I, try, I can't put my finger on it. What could it be? Perhaps it's something you've overlooked. Maybe. I mean, if you can't remember, it could be that important. <laughs> <laughs> I know what it is. What, what, what? I was going to make a joke about Hudson then. I'm not going to. It's Jessica. Wise. Jessica's, Wise. Jessica's <laughs> not here. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Jessica's not here this week because Jessica is not feeling very well. So we are going to struggle on without her. Broadcasting live from Plague Island, it's Morris's unofficial tabletop RPG talk. Yes, right. Okay, we have a question of the week. A listener question of the week this week. Yes. And the listener question of the week is from Benjamin Rogers. Okay. Who Hello, would, Benjamin. Who would like to know... The following. Yes. Which do you prefer? A yes. campaign with a tight concept with focused or limited character options? Mm. Or a wide open concept that is then defined by the choices the players make? Hmm. Interesting. Hmm. Um, well, for one shots, I like to keep it super, super specific. Mm. Uh, and by one shots, I mean like, yeah, just very limited spans of time. Mm. Uh, just to keep the concept tight because I've got a limited span of time. It's mm. like a short story. You've got to get to the point and make it. With, with campaigns, I think that's actually something that's like preventing me from running at the, at the moment because I've just got so much freedom. Mm. I don't know what to do with it. <laughs> yeah. Trying to think of some examples. Like Dragonlance, given yeah. that's kind of like topical at the moment, mm-hmm. is one of those campaign settings that does limited character options to an extent. Yeah. Like, like 
No, uh, well, I, I don't know whether they're going to going to do this, but I would th- I would suspect that starting the campaign as a dragonborn would be odd uh, in a yeah. world that has no dragons in it and hasn't had and for a thousand years. Yeah. And and the big major reveal is that draconians exist. Spoilers. Yeah, yes. Sorry. <laughs> I mean, we talk about stuff that happens in like the first couple of chapters of yeah. the first book. Yeah. So so, so, so I mean, so so there are like. L- like player option limitations which help define and shape a setting. Yes. Don't they? And I think those sort of things can definitely help to do that. Then yeah. again, if you play sort of in the Forgotten Realms, you just play anything and anything goes because it's kitchen sinky. So it depends yeah. on depends on the game, it depends on the setting, doesn't it? Yeah, I mean I think this is like a problem that Five E really suffers from mm. because the character options in Five E are so drastically limited. Like Basically, if you play a known bard once, mm-hmm. you have basically played all the possible variations of known bard that you could possibly want to play. Because there's not that much difference. You've got different well, subclasses, sure. You've got yeah, forest gnomes, deep gnomes. Yeah. Well, that's, that's just gnomes. generally the 5e classes tend to be quite... quite Restricted. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, that's yeah. a general thing in the game, yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, if you're talking about, oh, advanced position, then known bard, sure. But what's your culture? It gives you so much more. What's your destiny? Is like and, a whole and, and choices project. within the heritage as well, and tr- a lot oh, more choices yeah. within the class itself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you've got like what a minimum two, a minimum two, which is quite quite miserly. Mm. Like I don't, I can't even think of any where there's only two choices for a heritage gift. And that's basically uh, roughly equivalent to a five uh, E subclass. So yeah, mm. uh, there's there's uh, sub sub race. Sorry, so there's like huge amounts of variation that are available to you. So yeah. Um, so restricting class options, which is one of the only options you have, is a major problem because then you're forcing your players to play something that they may well have played at least once, if yeah. not several times over. Yeah. I mean, what? So there's, what, 12, 13 classes if you count the Artificer in if you must. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. So there's 13 classes. Yeah. And there's, like, 10, 12, 14 races. I mean, yeah. unless you count the... 15 different varieties of elves. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, I think there's more, there's, there's more subclasses of elves. I think it really does depend on the setting. I think I can imagine some tightly focused settings where it would be yeah. weird to have kitchen sink, full kitchen sink array of classes and races. Yeah, but, 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 but you've, got, you've got options to do stuff around with that, though. Like, mm. um, uh, uh, bringing in like stuff like Azamar seems actually quite reasonable, especially mm. with the plain touch conceit. You can do that. Mm. But yeah. Well, um, another example is if you're playing Lord of the Rings. Yeah, I don't know what um, the five E version of Avengers in Middle Earth is going to look like. The current one mm. coming mm. up, but mm. you do kind of need to limit. If you're playing in that setting, you can't have drow and you can't have all no. these different all these different races and you, and a lot of the classes you can't have like loads of wizards wandering around because that's just not the setting. Yeah, I, I mean, because that would that would be kind of weird. So, I mean, you can reskin to a certain extent. Mm. Like, you know, you're playing mechanically a drow, but you look like um, a regular elf. Yeah, I suppose so, like yeah. 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 Uh, but again, it's like, it's because 5e is missing culture. Mm. Um, I, like, I'm not using that to, ha- has like a slide dunk that it has no culture, but it's just like, yeah, without culture, you're missing a large way to ver- to give variety to characters. It's yeah, just, yeah. It, you, you just can't do it. It's, uh, or otherwise you have to create from whole cloth, like a whole part yeah. of. Yeah, like, so when you, yeah, cause when, yeah, cause, yeah, so when you split heritage and culture like that, yeah. so basically yeah. you can play 
yeah. in a setting like Lord of the Rings, yeah. which has, what, three or four main races? Human, elf, dwarf, or hobbit, I guess. Yeah. Really? Yeah. That's about it, isn't it? Yeah. A couple I of mean, variations on elf, but yeah. that's pretty much yeah. it. But then... But, but the distinction is You've the got, culture. like, 30 cultures to choose from, which means... Oh, yeah. You know, like, even if you were all humans, you you'd still have thirty different types of human to play for. Yeah, I I mean, you could argue, you could argue that the what's it, the men of the West, mm. who are like you know, all the Arabians, actually thinking of thinking of the cubicle, thinking of the cubicle seven one. Mm. I think they did do that. They split humans yeah. up into various different yeah, types of humans. But but, but then, then you yeah, but then but that the problem is then then you have like you're saying well these are distinct races mm. and they are all humans who are all mechanically different. And I'm like, no, thank you. I will not touch that with a 30-foot barge pole because, wow, that is like so 18th century eugenicist racist that it's like, well, well, I guess that's... say culture. Yeah, I think that's literally the problem with using the word race, isn't it? If you don't call that a race and you just call that an ancestry or something, it makes a lot more sense. Well, well, even if you call it a heritage or an ancestry, Mm. then you're still going and saying, these humans are all different. Mm. And it's like, well, humans are all basically the same. It's just their cultures that yeah, give them interesting yeah. things. So yeah. I think that's, that, that is one thing which I think is, and it just makes it easier. Because yeah. if you were to do a Lord of the Rings, you'd like just knock up a Easterling, a Southling, a Men of Gondor, Men of Rohan, got different all these cultures, distinct yeah. cultures. Yeah. And if you want to have an elf, who's like spent loads of time in uh, the, what's it, Men of Gondor? Bam. Job done. Mm. Yeah. You could even, if you wanted, you were being a big nerd about Russ, do different minds and different clans for dwarven ancestries. I could. I think we should dive into some tabletop RPG news. Hell yeah. And I think we should start with the Dragon Lance, because there's been lots of Dragon Lance news yes. over the last week. Like the publicity machine, basically, in the last week has started from Wizards of the Coast, has started to sort of gear up. Wow. So we've been getting videos and previews and all sorts of stuff just like coming out every day for like the last week. And I, I love the fact that it's like for you, this is like this major fire hose of publicity. And for me, it's like, oh, yes, yes, I think I did see a tweet about Christmas. <laughs> well, that's my job, isn't it? To follow this. And then James Intercrasso tweet something about that. I'm sure he must then And then to report it to our listeners. That is our job. See. There we go. See, we are we are the dispensers of news. I see. We assume we assume that our listeners haven't heard the news and we are telling them the news. That's kind of how news works. No role playing is required. I'm not. Okay. Shall I tell yeah, you? Let's talk about I tell Dragon you Lance. about the Dragonlance news, oh, and in man. doing so, simultaneously tell our listeners about the Dragonlance news. It's like like multitask. That's amazing. Interesting. It sounds efficient, at least. It is. It is. Yeah. Okay. So we have got a whole bunch of videos yes. which Wizards put out, and it's things like uh, what are the Knights of Salamnia, and it's like a five or six video just telling you what the Knights of Salamnia are, or what are the mages of high sorcery and it's like a five or six minute video where they're sitting there telling you what the mages of high sorcery are so yeah. it's co- <laughs> I'm trying to not make a knights in white satin joke you can make a you can make a knights in white satin I, joke I, but I'm not going it's too late now the moment's passed but anyway early ejectorist anyway <laughs> let's go um, yeah. So, yeah, so they've been yeah. putting out who, a bunch of those what? videos, mm. obviously designed towards people who don't know Dragonlance, yes. who are coming into it for the first time yes. and don't want to have to do, like, sort of you know, three hours homework before they start playing. Yes. 
So they're putting out these like bite-sized videos where they just explain some of the concepts of the of the of the setting. So obviously you and I know what a Knight of Slamnia is, and you yes. and I know what a Major Fire Sorcery is, but maybe our listeners don't. Or some of our listeners do, and some of them don't. I suspect since our average listener age is something like 69 or something, they probably do. Nice. But um, a Knight of Slamnia is, of course, we should have to explain a Knight of Slamnia? Uh, it's like a knight. Elevator pitch. The- Elevator pitch. Knight, Slamnia, bound <laughs> by the oath and the measure. Mm-hmm. The measure is a long, long, long list of do's and don'ts. Mm-hmm. The oath is something like, I promise to do my best. No, that's scouts. I, prom- I promise to be a good boy, that sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Basically, yeah. Uh, it, it's it's very important. So they they were they were being lawful stupid before it was cool. Yes, and they're not very popular when mm. Dragon Lance when the Dragon War of the Lance. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Because um, like they didn't prevent the cataclysm. Yeah, so three hundred right? yeah. years before the War of the Lance was a cataclysm. Mm. Fiery Mountain hits the planet, blows everything up. And hey, everyone the thinks... King Priest of Ishtar was talking rubbish yeah. and deserved the mountain to the face yeah. and a massive inland sea to rush in yeah. and completely yeah. um, disrupt the folk. Yeah. I mean, basically, it's a post-apocalyptic setting in a very real sense. Kind, kind of, yeah. yeah. I mean, but, yeah. Yeah, there was an apocalypse, but it's largely recovered from it. Yeah. 300 years later. But, wow. um, yeah. Yeah, so everybody hates the Knights of Stamina because they blame them for not saving them, basically. Yeah. Um, so, that, so that's them. And then we've got the uh, Wizards of High Sorcery. Yes. So of which there are three sets. Yeah. So in, three moons. So in Quinn, in the Dragon Arts world, yep. if you want to practice magic, you have to belong to this order, otherwise you're hunted down as a renegade. Seems fair. And the order is the Order of High Sorcery. Yes. And there are uh, three orders, as you mentioned. Yep. There's the white, red, and black robes, being yes. good, neutral, and evil aligned, mm-hmm. respectively. Yes. And you have to belong to one of those orders, essentially. Yeah. That's basically what that is. Yeah. yeah. And there's uh, lots of rules and things as well mm-hmm. about how you practice magic and you have yeah, to take so. a test and all sorts of stuff. It'd be interesting to see if they put restrictions upon, say, white robe magicians. Mm. Because that's going to be our white robe wizards. And also, it's like, it's called the Orders of Sorcery. So, mm. well, this is interesting. Arise. Well, well, we go into more detail now because not only do we have those videos about the Knights of Salamnia and the Mages of High Sorcery, and notice they're calling them Mages of High Sorcery, not Wizards. Oh, of sorcery. Oh, 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 oh. There is a preview of the Lunar Sorcery subclass, which is sorcerers okay. who derive their powers from the moons, which is how Wizards of High Sorcery ostensibly derive their powers. So it seems to me that what they are doing is basically Taking all the magic using classes, they're not yes. they're not saying there's no sorcerers or anything like warlocks and stuff. It mm. sounds like what they're doing is folding them all in and just saying these are mages of high sorcery. Yeah. Any type you know, the the okay. rules mechanics you use to make your magic work don't yeah. really matter. You're basically playing a bard, but you just happen to be doing it with like white robes yeah. and a little mandolin rather yeah, yeah. than tight pants. So Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, so you've got there's these three with the lunar sorcerers. There's these three phases of the moon, which mm-hmm. are full, new, and crescent. Yeah, and you choose the phase each day. So it's not based on what the moon's actual phase is in the sky. You choose a phase each day, mm-hmm. and then at later levels you can do some more often. The Wait, subclass gets the players choose what the phase is. Well, I don't think you. I don't quite get what that means, but you, you choose full, new, or crescent each day for some reason. Crikey. But yeah. I, I mean, I, I sort of like the idea of calendars, but in practice, mm. 
Who wants to keep track of that sort of thing? Well, in the original Dragon Arts Adventures hardcover book, there was a uh, moon tracker, which you had to use. So there was three rings, because each moon goes round the planet at a different speed, and each day you'd move the moons on, like one thing. And sometimes Mm -hmm. if the different moons were in conjunction, you could sort of see it on the diagram, and certain things would happen. Mm. And if all three were in conjunction, um, something else would happen, and... Nobody, I don't, I don't think anybody ever did it. <laughs> I, I'm, sure, I'm sure, I'm sure someone definitely tried. Because, let's face it, astronomical conjunctions are very, very cool. Well, yeah, yeah. But you know what's not cool? Having to do the paperwork. Yes, exactly, exactly, exactly. <laughs> we don't, we want, we want the stuff, we don't want to do the admin. Come on, mm, people, work yeah. with us here. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, this Lunar Sorcery subclass gets a whole load of spells, like 15 additional spells, which I think is the most out of any sorcery subclass. I mean, uh, some of them get like 10 or 12, but I think 15 is the most. 15 is quite, quite chunky. Uh, sorcerers are generally a bit lower on spells. Mm. Uh, so yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah. So, so there's that. So there's the, there's the preview of that and you can see the whole lunar sorcery preview over on, um, D&D Beyond. Wait, I have a question though. What yep. about clerics? Well, in Dragon <laughs> Arts, at the beginning of the World Arts, there aren't any other. Correct. I don't know how they would be handling that in the hardcover. Fair enough. The only one is, well, it's a bit spoilerific, I suppose, is Goldmoon at first. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I think if I was, mm. if I was running a Dragon Lance campaign, which I might be doing in January, yeah. um, based on the War of the Lance, I would allow people to be clerics and I would fudge it and just say, okay, you are the first clerics and you don't necessarily understand why you've got these clerical powers quite yet. Yeah. yeah. I think it's how I do it. But, that um, fine. yeah. Yeah. But that wasn't the only, um, the only thing. There was a trader. The Shadow mm. of the Dragon Queen, which came out, which was pretty cool actually. Mm. I am, I am, I am actually starting to feel excited about um, about Dragon Lands. Yeah, okay, sounds good. And then there's also a preview, and this mm. only went up, I think, yesterday. Um, this was a another preview on D and D Beyond, and these are the backgrounds and feats for mm. Salamnic Knights and the Mages of High Sorcery. Okay, so, so we've got the Squire of Salamnia feat. Yep. And we've got the Initiate of High Sorcery feat. Okay, yeah. Um, these feats have prerequisites. One of the prerequisites is Dragonlance campaign, which is a bit, which basically means it's rules as written, you can't use these feats outside that campaign, which I find a bit odd. Okay, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I didn't write it. No, 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 I mean, sure, 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 that. Yeah. Cho- choices are being made. Help yeah. Yeah. Um, so basically, yeah. So the article tells you about Knights of the Crown, Knights of the Sword, Knights of the Rose. Gives you the Knight of uh, the Squire of Salamnia feat. Mm-hmm. Um, this feat gives you two benefits. Mm-hmm. First, mounting and dismounting only cost five feet of movement. Mm-hmm. And you give yourself advantage on weapon attacks a limited number of times per long rest. You also get extra damage with that. Right. So that's, that's what the Squire of Salamnia feat does. Basically a bit of mini paladin smite. Okay. Mm. Then a major high sorcery tells you about the white robes, the red robes, and the black robes. Mm-hmm. Then the feat itself, you get to pick any wizard cantrip to yep. add to your spell book. Mm-hmm. And depending on the moon that influences your magic, you get two bonus first level spells from a list of four choices, which can be cast without a spell slot once per long rest. Yes. Which is kind of cool. Mm. Ah, so I just remembered the names. Nuritari, Lunatari, and Solinari. Yes. The black, red, and white moons. I always felt vaguely sorry for the black robes because how are you supposed to keep track of a black moon in a black sky? Oh, they can mm. see it though. Oh. See, nobody else can see it, but they can right. actually see it. Okay, yeah. Yeah. 
So, uh, anyway, so it talks a little about, about the orders, right? Yeah. And I'm sort of looking at the order of the Black Robes here. It says, while any caster can be seduced by the power of the Black Robes' promise, its most right. likely followers are fiend great old one and undying warlocks and school of necromancy wizards. That confirms what I said earlier. They're hmm. taking sorcerers, warlocks, wizards, yes. just calling them all mages yes. from the order's point of view. doesn't yes. matter what mechanic you're using in order to yes. get your magic. You've still got to be a member of the order. And yeah. it applies to all three. Yeah, and possibly glass as well. They're going from when these things didn't exist to when they do. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. So what about druids? Uh, don't know. Okay, fair enough. I don't know. I mean, just know about druids, the black did, did druids exist in Dragonlance? No. I can't remember if they did or not. Did they not? I Well, I I cannot remember anything that I would point to as a druid, but perhaps my conception is very different, being more made in many shapes than moon druid, than it would be like second ed. Yeah, I can't remember. I no. honestly can't remember. But anyway, so that's what we got. So we got previews. Yes. Of Solanic Nights. Previews of Majors of High Sorcery. Videos explaining what both of those things are. A trailer. And that's all just this week. And I reckon, you know, probably by the time this podcast goes out, there'll be yeah. another thing out there. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So they're, they're you know, the, the, the publicity hose has been turned on, basically. I, I, I got, I gotta say, like, running it with Advanced First Edition seems like it's gonna be a much better plan. Just because you've got all the cultures. Yeah. Like things like the, uh, what's it, the refugee, the tyrannized. Yes. These yeah. things just. And also you can, you can write you can write dragon specific cultures as well. Couldn't you? Like, yeah. a Slamnic, a Slamnic Knight. Yeah. Well, or not Slamnic Knight, but Slamnia as a whole would be yeah. kind of be a culture, wouldn't it? I mean, mate, you just grab the, uh, Slamnic feet straight out of what they provided yeah. for you and whack on maybe some, I don't know. Well, I've got to work out how I'm going to do animals. this for my Dragonlance campaign in January. It's going to be whether I'm going to actually write some new content yeah. for use or not. We should. Like, I might do, um, but I might just see if I can just bend what we've got to to, to that oh, end instead. No, no. I, I, I mean, reuse is better than recycling. We, mm. we we know this from long experience, but there's probably some things you're going to have to put in there. Yeah. And you can use it to focus the cultures the way that you want them to. Yeah, that is true. That is true. Yeah. But we'll see. I mean, I've got, we're, we're busy casting that show at the moment. Mm, nice. We're trying, to get, we're trying to get a nice diverse cast. Absolutely. And launch it in January, every Tuesday night for eight weeks. Yeah. Starting on the 10th of January. Woo. It's going to be cool. It's going to be fun. It's going to be my first ever proper live stream campaign I've ever run. Yeah. I've done, I've done a couple of one-offs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A couple we've of all yeah. Yeah, yeah. But I've never done a campaign, so it's going to be interesting. I know. Exciting times. Yeah. Yeah. I bet I'm going to get really nervous coming up to it. I'm all right at the moment. I'm fine at the moment because it's, so, it's two months away, but we'll see. We shall yeah. see. It'll be fun. Whatever yeah. happens, it'll be fun. Yeah. Um, anyway, that's that's the Dragon Knights news for the moment. There will be more. Yes. There will be more. So it's December the 6th that's coming out, isn't it? Yes. December the 6th. And it's 224 oh, I pages. I'll agree. Cover. I don't know why. Oh, right, fair enough. So that's yeah. only like five, six weeks away. It's pretty yeah, soon. it's pretty close. Yeah. Yeah. I'm quite excited. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I mean, it's actually, uh, you know what? I don't actually know most of the settings. Like, I'm vaguely familiar with the Gotham Realms just because mm. it's constantly thrown at me. Yeah. And I, I, I know things against my will. Whereas Dragonlance, I actually, yes, I you actually, actually know, know it. Yeah. I, I, I mean, let, let's be honest. I can't say I know it, know it, but I am enthusiastic about it. The way which I'm not about other things. You're familiar with it. Yes. yes. Yeah. You have I, read, I, you have read novels based in it. I, I have, I have read. Hmm. I don't know, about 20, 25 books. Yeah, which I've, is read not that much. Like that. I've read something yeah. like that. I've read something like that, basically. Yeah. yeah. 
All right. Okay, next Anything bit else? of news. Um, so that's all the Dragon Dragonlance news for now. Excellent. Um, the next bit of news is about the Stokerverse. As in Bram. As in Bram. Oh, okay. So... Uh, tell me more. So this is a role-playing game. Yes. Um, being made by Nightfall Studios. Ah, they the made people who did Slay Industries. Industries and yes. the Terminator role-playing game. Okay. Yeah. Um, so they are working with Bram Stoker's great-great-grandnephew, Dacre Stoker. Okay. And, <laughs> and it's a game that's set in the late 19th century. Yes. Um, it's not just Bram Stoker stuff that pulls in... No. Um, Mary Shelley, Jack the Ripper, you know. Look, various, we expect various, to see Sherlock Holmes, okay? Various like, stuff. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like League of Extraordinary Gentlemen uh, is, what, is, what, we're, yeah, is yeah. what we're pitching. But League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, but good is what I'm hoping, right? I guess so, yeah. yeah. I refer to the films only, uh, which ended Sean Connery's cinematic oh, career. That wasn't, wasn't a good film. <laughs> <laughs> That's very kind was of Was that you. the last film he made? That was, oh dear. Yeah, yes, he was like, he basically table flips and storms off and says, never again. Yeah. <laughs> to be fair, he probably never needed to work again. No, no, no. That'd be nice, wouldn't it? Not to need to ever work again. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, in this, in this game, you can you can play characters pulled directly from those novels. You could play Jonathan yes. Harker, for example. But you can also play <laughs> create your own characters. <laughs> well, Plus five to Clueless Bimbling. Yeah. Well, this all seems very strange. I suppose they're just European. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but also you can play characters from all walks of life with big clergy and psychics and doctors and all sorts of different types of yeah. characters. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's interesting. Um, I mean, it's you on could Kickstarter. do a seance. Excellent. You should. Yeah. Well, it's on, it's on Kickstarter. Yeah. Um, so it's 40 quid for the hardcover. It's not okay. a bad price. And 12 quid for the PDF. Yeah, that's a good show. I'm, I'm intrigued. I am yeah. intrigued. It's totally a generic sort of Victorian horror kind of Fine, well, I, I mean, to an extent, but I, uh, if they're pulling in explicitly on, like, these other ideas, then, mm. yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm not familiar with their system. They call it the S5S system, and I think it's the D10 dice pool system, but that's about all I know about it. Oh, yeah, I mean, I've, I've played Slay Industries many times, but yeah. essentially, it was like, there were some dots, I uh, rolled D10s. And mm. my, my enthusiastic frothing, yeah, <laughs> was, was was my go-to rather than my keen knowledge of the mechanics. <laughs> yeah, fair enough, fair enough. Yeah, yeah. Right, what else have we got in the news? We have some Pathfinder news. Oh yes, yes. Um, so Queens of Absalom. Ooh. So are they a- doing the abom- as the abomination vault for five E come out yet? That's what I want to know. I don't know. Okay, well, coins of Absalom. <laughs> Continue, please. Um, so this is... Um, <laughs> so Paizo are promoting some ca- crowdfunding campaigns from third parties. Oh, that's... And one cool. of them is from Campoin... Campoin? Campaign coins. Campoin canes. <laughs> campaign coins. Campoins, as they shall be known from this point forward, yes. Um, so this is some um, uh, copper, silver and gold coins in different denominations, which is coins of Absalom. Absalom being a big city in, in um, uh, Galarian. I, I mean, I've got a drawer full of, like, treasure from that sort of thing, just so I could, like, occasionally... Because, like, if you... If yeah, you I've got a big box full of plastic pirate coins that I picked up for about a tenner, and I've got, like, a thousand of them. Uh, they're, they're very nice, but these are metal, so... Yeah. Well, just better. Fair uh, enough. Just to say... <laughs> <laughs> so the second one that they're promoting is the Ultimate Fairies Kickstarter from Legendary Games. Over 1,300 pages 
of material into two hardcover books, Fairy Campaigns and Fairy Bestiary. Nice. And they've also, it's not just Pathfinder, they've also got a D&D 5e version of it. Ah, sweet. So that's that's a big old, big old kickstart of that. I mean, yeah, wow, damn. Yeah. And then we've got the Savage Sparrow Studios with the Kit and Kaboom line of apparel. Pathfinder apparel, t-shirts, hoodies, dresses with pockets and pins featuring Pathfinder's iconic goblins. Oh, that's pretty, that's pretty good. Should that be a thing that you wish to have? I, I mean, I do like the Pathfinder goblins. They're, they're very happy. Well, you can certainly see their teeth a lot. They've got big old mouths full of teeth, haven't they? Yes. They're so happy about it. Mm. Uh, yeah. yeah. Um, oh, finally, from Paizo, they've announced Pathfinder Lost Omens Impossible Lands, a regional expansion mm-hmm. for Galarian. Um, describes the land of the dead Geb, the land of steel and spell, Nex, and the land where wishes become wonders, Jalmaray, the wild magic world, Mana Wastes, and the city of artisans who make weapons to call gods, Alkinstar. There oh. you go. So four or five different locations. I got to say, I know where I've been making a beeline to. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we've also got five new player character heritages. We've got plant people, we've got rhino people, snake people, monkey people, and other snake people. We've got <laughs> snake people in there twice. Yes, okay, two cool. different types of snake people. Coming out in November, pretty soon. Well, well that's clearly what we need more of in the first edition. We need more snake people. We need I'm more on. snake people, yeah. 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 There's all sorts of interesting snakes out there. I'll see what I can do. Sea snake and tree snake. There you go. Drop that. Mm. I'll get on. Fair enough. Yes. Poisonous snake and squeezy snake. Aww. <laughs> I That's a very obvious choice. I I think I... They, I mean, they, they, they can do what they like. Mm. Yes. Yeah. There's a RPG starter kit coming out from Q Workshop. And Q Workshop generally make dice. They're a dice-making company. Okay. And they've created something called a system-neutral RPG starter kit. So it's not an RPG in itself. It's this whole bunch right. of stuff, accessories to go with RPGs. So what uh, you get is... Paraphernalia. Yeah, so you get I some... Like paraphernalia. Elvish-themed dice with a dice bag, a player's notebook, a pencil, because... <laughs> <laughs> with a razor. <laughs> Why didn't you like, get a pencil? Oh, nice. yeah, so uh, anyway. <laughs> a, w- a wooden tablet to keep track of stuff. You know, like whether that's like your level or hit points or fate points or whatever. Um, it's $25 okay. and you can grab it from the Q Workshop website, but it's basically an accessory thing, physical accessories, to, including a pencil, to help you get started with the Oh, no, no, we're laughing, we're laughing. It's a great idea, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. yeah. No, yeah. I, I'm sure someone's going to get one of those and they're going to be like, this is the best thing ever. And yeah. good for them, I say. Welcome aboard. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Oh, this is interesting. Ian World was mentioned in a yeah. court document. Oh. Oh, oh. <laughs> it's those people again, isn't it? <laughs> the TSR News Update. I saw, I saw it sink in for a second. Ah, <laughs> oh, oh, there we go. Uh, I, I saw would, the penny drop. Why, yes. Why, why would Ian World, uh, the inoffensive website, which does RPG News? Oh, no. Yeah. So, so, so what have the, um, can I call them hapless chuckle or would you, you can call them that if you wish. You can call them whatever you want, Peter. <laughs> um, anyway. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, um, the court case, ongoing court case between Wizards of the Coast and T- new TSR and yes. Justin Lanassa and the Dungeon Hobby Shop Museum. Or to give him his full, uh, noble title, Justin Lanassa. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> 
Uh, Wizards of the Coast has filed something called a protective order, oh. which is a something that you apply to the court for, and it governs the conduct towards witnesses. Right, right. Um, basically, it prevents Justin Lanassa or anyone associated with TSR yes. from doing something you would have thought they shouldn't be allowed to do anyway, which is harassing, intimidating, threatening, or otherwise properly influencing witnesses in the litigation, which... Is, I assume, something that you're not allowed to do anyway? I, I, I would have thought uh, that it would be frowned upon. Yeah. But anyway, okay. so the order says uh, that, uh, if granted, it would apply to traditional media, blogs, public statements, and social media, including, but not yes. limited to, Facebook, YouTube, Discord, Twitter, EN World, and any other internet forum. Oh, nice. Got yeah. a special mention. It was the yeah. big boys for us. Yes. Yeah. TSR is officially not allowed to harass witnesses on my website. I mean, I could have told you that anyway. <laughs> Just in the you're not allowed to harass witnesses on my website. I mean... <laughs> Just in the last you're whatever, not allowed. What, what, whatever Wizard of the Coast says, you're still not allowed to harass witnesses on my website. <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyway um, yeah so TSR has until November the 2nd to respond to this request I can't yeah. really see what do you challenge that is it no no I want to harass witnesses <laughs> I don't know how you how you do anything but say yes okay to that but still okay. that is a thing that happened that is a thing right, that is right, happened right 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 okay so well obviously you'll have to watch out for those Wizards of the Coast types coming around and causing trouble and I don't know, mm. knocking over tables at Earworld. <laughs> that, that's clearly yeah. who's intended. <laughs> Basically. Yeah. Oh, dear me, dear me. I think we've kind of come to the end of the news now. Oh, that was quick. quick, wasn't it? Yeah. That was yeah. quick. Well, I mean, it's... surely there must be like Halloween goodies coming out and so forth. Not really. Oh, fair enough. There's a few Halloween articles popping up around the web about how to do horror in RPGs and stuff like that, but nothing. I mean, I suppose uh, the Stokerverse is kind of timed for yeah, Halloween, yeah. I guess. Yeah, I mean, yeah, time has come anyway, I think. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Because they, they were doing that uh, read-along. Was that on Tumblr? Where people were like finding out about Dracula and the novel mm. for the first time because someone was posting bits of it. <laughs> right, right, yeah. yeah. So your, your Kickstarter probably ends soon, doesn't it? How long has your Kickstarter got yeah. left on there? Yeah, six days. It's finishing uh, yeah. on November 3rd. So, yeah. Right, okay. Which is a 30-day run. Yeah. Yeah, and that is for vehicles and vehicles for your advanced edition game. Yes, yes, customising and making them happen and so forth. Yeah. It's on £2,370 at the moment. 132 backers. So I'm uh, pretty pleased with that. Yeah. Cool. There one. cool, cool, cool. And I think that is the news. Oh, we're well, done. Sure and sweet. Okay, here we are, session 1792 of Burrows and Barrels. You just escaped the inexplicable obliette of dire... <sighs> oh, something bothering you? I am so bored of orcs and elves. Can't we play something else for a change? Bored of orcs and elves? Yeah, it's all dungeons this and dragons that. Week after week after week... Well, no, there's also burrows and, and bear owls. Look, all we're saying is that maybe we could try something a little different. Like what? Y you want me to include fewer bear owls? I mean, I, I guess I could do that. I could replace them with mimics or minotaurs or... No, no, uh, we mean a different game entirely. 
a new genre. No orcs, no elves, no barrows, no barrows, mimics, or minotaurs. No orcs, elves, burrows, barrows, mimics, or minotaurs? What sort of game would that be? <sighs> we could be mighty superheroes, soaring through the skies, fighting crime with a smile and quip. Or bold explorers, probing the far reaches of space in our trusty starship. But the, where would the blighted necromancer of the cursed wastes fit into all that? You're kind of missing the point. There wouldn't be a blighted necromancer of the cursed wastes. No blighted necromancer of the cursed wastes? I can't believe I'm hearing this. Perhaps we could play eldritch investigators uncovering the horrors of the far realm. Ah, or denizens of the dystopian cyberpunk future fighting against our corporate overlords. Marshals in the wild west bringing order to the lawless frontier. Post-apocalyptic survivors struggling to get by in a world dominated by feuding warlords. Kids on bikes solving mysteries. Anthropomorphic animal heroes. Mech pilots. Monaxo heroes on the run for a crime they didn't commit. Right, right, I get it. Okay, I, I have an idea. That's great. Yep, I, I've listened to all your ideas and I think I've come up with the perfect game. I'm so excited. All right, are, we, are, you, are you ready? Are you ready? Ready! Okay, you all meet in a tavern. Malak the Maleficent here. If, like me, you're enjoying this podcast, please consider subscribing on Patreon for exclusive bonus content every week and the warm, fuzzy feeling of knowing you are helping to keep the show going. Subscribe at patreon.com slash morris. There, I said it. Can you stop staring at me like that now? The things I do. All right, all right. Don't forget patreon.com slash morris can i go now well then let us do the topic of the week then so our topic this week is where do you go online to discuss tabletop rpgs Mm. but i can answer that very quickly you can because it's kind of my job. No. I run <laughs> a large <laughs> tabletop RPG internet forum. So that is pretty much where I go. I haven't really got a lot of choice in that. I kind of got to go there. So I go yes. to EN World, which is my primary place to yes. just, to talk about tabletop RPGs generally yeah. online. But that is not the only place online. There are, I am told, mm. I refuse to believe it, but I am told there are other places online. Yes. There are. But I I I I roll to disbelieve. I don't I don't believe they exist. Really. I, I think it's all a, it's all a hoax. It's all a conspiracy. There are no such other places. Yeah, I I I mean, you got your traditional social media websites like Facebook, which is maybe not the best place to find out about stuff, but it's full of memes. Um, and certainly, if you wish to trade amusing pictures yeah. of things your players have said, I mean, that's there's lots and lots and lots of Facebook groups, none of which I belong to. No, no, no. Um, and there's some really, really big D and D ones on there. I'm, I'm, I'm aware of. I'm not, I don't belong yeah. to them, but I imagine yeah. if you wanted to talk about D and D online, you probably could do so on Facebook quite well. I mean, Facebook. You see, the thing is, with different platforms, mm. the conversation takes a different tenor. Yeah. Like on an internet forum like mine, or RPG Net, or some of the other internet forums, who's mm. uh, less less friendly places to be. Um, mm. uh, 
it's more designed around long form discussion. Yeah. So whereas uh, somewhere like Facebook or Twitter, even more so, mm. is yeah. designed more about very quick discussions, like blam 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 mm. blam blam, and then it's moved on, and everyone's yeah. talking about something else really quickly. So yeah. like a, a discussion on a forum can last days. Weeks. It can go yes. on. It can have essay answers. It can have short answers, long answers. It can have detail. It can, it, 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 you know, it can really deep dive into a topic. Ah, I'm a veteran of Rule Seven, where many the time I was happily engaged in the thread knot for weeks at a time. Mm, um, exactly. As, as you may have noticed by my answers to simple questions on Discord. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, is it Discord because it's kind of more modelled around a chat room almost? Yes. Is a lot faster. So a topic will come up and go quite quickly. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it kind of depends. Like, I mean, we haven't like listed every way yet by any means, yeah. but no, no, it no. kind of depends what sort of conversation you want to have as to where mm. you go. Yeah. And like how, whether it branches out and so forth, like there's yeah. different threads and so forth. Yeah. How much um, detail you want in your answer. Yeah. yeah. Uh, how moderated you want the community to be. Uh, yeah, yeah. You know, whether you, you know, it's like... Twitter, you'll get a lot of hot takes, some of which will be valid, some of which will just be from really mean people just being mean on Twitter. That's why I have to block them and rest. Um, yeah. This is why I know very little about... Yeah, but you can only stuff. block them after after you've seen them be mean, you see. You've still got to see them be mean to know that you need to block them. I can see them saying something and think, no, that is just the stupidest thing. You've just, why, would mm. you, why would you write that? Mm. But, and there's also an endless supply of them, unfortunately. No well, matter how fast you block... But you have to engage with them in order to get them. Yeah. To be fa- to be fair, uh, I, I I have found Twitter ha- as it was uh, before it was bought by Elon Musk to be quite useful. In the you can follow some people you like who have mm. reliable takes. They post interesting things. And you can create your feed to mm. get various sources of information. Like I'm I'm really bad at using Twitter for professional purposes because I cannot bring myself to just concentrate and just talk about role-playing games. See, on social media, I do. I'm, I'm, I'm really yeah. strict. I don't talk about yeah. like, politics or anything like that. No. You won't see me ranting about the Tories on social media, then you're... No. I mean, you personally know my views on that sort of stuff, but generally yeah. speaking, I don't tend to do that on social media. I keep it to work. I'm off yeah, of it yeah. now, though. I have been for over a month. haven't posted yeah. on Twitter for over a month. I don't yeah. have any plans to go back immediately. Yeah. Don't know how long it will last. Yeah. I might go back at some point. I might not. But for now, I'm off Twitter. I just found it it's, it's too upsetting and too toxic. Uh, again, again, it's a curation. It's like um, I have a strong, have a, I have a policy which is if someone says something bigoted to me, which happens surprisingly often. People decide that because I have they and them in my in my blog that they are therefore entitled to comment on my genitals, but, but that's which the, I that's find the, hilarious. But that's my point, though. You say that you block those people, but they, but you have to go through the experience of them doing that first. It's not like you can preemptively block them. If you could do that. It would well, be a much nicer environment. There are block lists and so forth. Well, I think I, 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 I mean, I, I, I prefer the like uh, the artisanal approach of like going in and like going to their profile and blocking them there because that mm. feels more personal and that gives me a great satisfaction. But yeah, yeah absolutely. Right. On, on the whole, if if they, they don't even have to be rude to me, if uh, they're rude to some of the people I'm following. Or they're saying something, I'm like, no, that is just so stupid. Yeah. You just- I, I've got quite a low tolerance with that. They don't even have to be bigoted or anything. They just yeah. have to be, just have to be rude. Just like, go away. I haven't got time. Yeah, yeah. You know, if you're a rude person, I don't want you in my life. Um, and, and occasionally, people will be quoted that I mm. blocked or muted. And because I blocked or muted them, I can have a look at what they said. Mm. I have never once changed my mind. Mm. Every time I've looked, I'm like, 
Oh, yeah, no, I clearly had the yeah. right idea the first time. Yeah. Um, so but this is becoming more of a just general rant at Twitter. Rather than it, it is becoming a general rant at Twitter, but that's very much on my mind. So I've yeah. moved on to this Mastodon thing, and mm. hopefully it will be good. Mm. I've certainly enjoyed it, but on the whole, like, you know, if you, if you exercise your bot privileges, then Twitter can sometimes be quite a pleasant place. There are people mm. who are desperate to tell you all about their there lives. Are, and oh, talk. God, yeah, there's loads of amazing gold That's the thing. There are loads of amazing people yeah. on Twitter. It's yeah, just yeah. that they're in the same box as all the horrible people. Yeah, yeah. They're all there. Yeah. And, you know, I suppose, yeah, you're right. You can curate it, but I've just yeah. chosen to leave it for now. Yeah. But, anyway, that's, that's the rant about Twitter. Right? Uh, that is rant about Twitter. A similar rant could apply about Facebook. I don't... I find Facebook easier to curate than Twitter. Yeah. Um, it's, yeah. it's less likely you're just going to get people you don't know talking at you on, on Facebook yeah. than Twitter. You, right. you, can, you can control your, your experience more on Facebook, I find. But mm. Facebook also is... It's, it's becoming usable, to be fair. It's also it's just the demographics on Facebook are a lot older than Twitter as well. So you will tend to just get people like in their forties these days. It's I true. feel seen. Oh no, Facebook it's is older. I mean I've had a look at TikTok, but I've never been persuaded to install it. Instagram's occasionally nice and that's funny, but there's no opportunity for discussion. Yeah, there's uh, comments, but they're not proper like, discussive comments. Yeah, I, I, I mean, on but on the whole, it's quite a good place to see beautiful things. So you use Reddit quite a bit, don't you? I uh, less than I used to, to be fair. Mm. Um, but I, I, I do use it. I like to tell people the good word about Advanced Fifth Edition. Yeah, I mean, I because, don't use Reddit myself. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it's basically like, but that's that sort of um, something that I take a certain amount of pleasure in, which mm. is when. Because I found it very frustrating before, because there'd just be these things, these threads come up where people are saying, oh, no, the range is underpowered. Oh, can you give me some guidance on how to do exploration? Oh, no, how do I balance an encounter? And I'm like, oh, well, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Yeah. Here's the thing. Yeah. Enjoy. Enjoy. I mean, Reddit's basically a, a giant message board, isn't it? Where, yeah, yeah. You- it, yeah and the thing I like is that um, you can have, like, little sub-discussions occasionally. You can go off down, like, a rabbit hole if you meet someone of yeah, like Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, and it depends. Like, there are different forums. And, like, different... It's it's not really one forum. It's, like, a whole bunch of sub-forums. Mm. I used to really be interested in the character optimization forum. Mm. Uh, what's it? R3D6. And then I just got bored. Mm. Because they just started voting stuff that was just wrong. In my mm. opinion, obviously. Uh, it's not like my video yeah. wrong. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. yeah. So what have we listed? We've listed Twitter, we've listed Facebook, yeah. we've listed Reddit, we've mentioned internet forums. So, I, yeah. you know, I'd recommend, yeah. as far as internet forums go, EN World and RPGNet are kind of the two yeah. big. Yeah. I mean, a lot of creators do work on things like uh, Discord. Uh, so Discord's the next one. So Discord, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, and uh, I, I, I spend a lot more time on Discord than I do on Reddit at the moment. Mm. I will say that's been... How many Discord channels are you in? I'm in oh, a couple. I've, I'm only in a couple. I'm in like two or three. I, 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 I'm in virtually none by mm. many standards. Uh, I'll tell you how many that is in a second. Uh, there's the Ian World, mm. uh, the Ian, uh, design, the, the Advanced Rift Edition Designers. Mm. Uh, so that's the two I'm in. Yeah. Uh, there's the le- there's the Advanced Rift Edition Discord. That's the fan one. Yeah. 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 There's a foundry one. There's a couple of private ones. There's a couple of creative ones. Chris Spivey mm-hmm. has uh, the Darker Hue Discord, which mm-hmm. um, 
Uh, there's the occasional conversation there, which is quite good. There's a chap called Maps and Quests, who has a Discord, not very active on there. And then there's like some club ones, like Southampton Guild of Roleplayers, Noble mm-hmm. Gaming Club, Rising of Chaos. Um, and there's another local one for me, which is not very active, Stage Rollers. So I'm in all those Discords, keeping an eye on them. And there's some smaller ones, which are basically people's personal ones. Yeah. Uh, I feel I like with Discord, I, I have to mute channels a lot. Yes. Because sometimes some people will get into a conversation which goes on for about three or four hours and lots and lots yeah. of updates. And yeah. that's fine, but I'm not interested in that conversation. And I don't need Absolutely. to be notified every time someone talks. More and that time, happens yeah. a lot. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I'm often like mute for 24 hours or whatever on, yeah, a, on, I, a, on a thing. I, I, I imagine it's very similar because, of course, it's an international hobby. Mm. And this all brings international news to you, mm. which is great, but it does mean people can be having a discussion at three o'clock in the morning. Mm. which, if God help you, you have your phone switched on or the notification switched on, you could be woken up by people. Well, that's just, that's just a rookie error, that. That, that is uh, the, the classic Alconian mistake, as they say. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So let's discuss. So where else? I mean, that's pretty much it, isn't it? Where else is there? Uh, Twitter, Facebook, Reddit, forums, mm. Discord. Yeah. I feel like I'm missing an obvious one. Uh, I can't think what it is. WhatsApp chats are... Uh, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, but those obviously will tend to be quite limited to groups of people who have each of those phone numbers. Mm. So, really, in terms of public spaces, yeah. it's become really much more constricted. Like, I think there's just going to be a big move off, like, regular spaces to places like Discord because they're much easier to curate and you don't have the worst people on the internet congregating mm. there. I mean, yeah. in world, uh, definitely looks like a shout and certainly. The correct, yeah. the correct forum on Reddit, the correct subreddit, as it's known, is good. But yeah, that's some places which is yeah. not safe. Yeah. So I mean, like, kind of like you know, somewhere like Facebook. Well, the Facebook groups are moderated. Well, they can be moderated depending yes. on the, the preferences of the person who created yeah. the group. Yeah. Twitter's not moderated. It's no. kind of, well, it claims to be, but it's not really moderated. It's yeah, the white I've, I've never it? had a single complaint at all. Yeah. And that's uh, been actual death threats. And it's certainly not. It's certainly not proactive. Well, I don't know how they moderate it. It's like, yeah, weird. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so places like EA World and RPGNet are quite, quite heavily moderated. That's good. Yeah, because right. you, you need them. to moderate discussion. Yeah, I think RPGNet yeah. a little heavier than EA World, but EA World is pretty heavily moderated. Just like yeah. if you start, if you're stepping out of line and starting to post bigoted crap on EA World, you're probably going to be out of there pretty quick. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, also Isaac, uh, Isaac has more fame, famously along with I'll defend your uh, I don't agree with what you say but I'll defend to your death to ro- defend it to death your right to say it and that's what free speech yeah I, I can understand the impulses behind it I think it is good but then you've also got like just um, well, there's, different, there's a difference between having the right to say something and being entitled to have that published by a given private platform that like, is true you know you can think of a internet forum as like a magazine or a newspaper or something yeah. You can't write to a newspaper and you have a right to have what you wrote printed in that newspaper. Indeed. And the same with the forum. You haven't got a right to have your writings published on that forum. It's a privilege. Yeah. Granted by a private, you know, company or owner. Um, so. And and it always, you see these discussions about forums and they always end the same way. Somebody becomes a free speech absolutist, they go off and they have their own unmoderated Forum and, and it's horrible. <laughs> it's horrible. And then a couple of weeks later, they're like, "Actually, you know what? Death threats to the forum moderators are not okay. Actually, 
I'm not alright with that. And then they have to clamp down it. Or it just becomes the sort of places where the people who post child porn. I used to I used to get quite a lot of threats. Yeah. Not so much anymore. But uh, Did you ban them all? Well possibly, yeah, it might have been. <laughs> uh, There was was a period, probably something like 10 years ago, Mm -hmm. um, and I don't know why, but certainly not anymore, where I used to get, like, threats quite often. Good God. Yeah. Why? People who disagree with being moderated often get people shouting at me saying I'm a power-hungry Nazi and things like that. It's like, (laughs) really not. (laughs) (laughs) I think you're confused about your terminology there. Uh, Just because I, I don't want them being rude to the other guests on my forum, you know. Yeah. Social manners, all guests yeah. involved, yeah. No, that's fair, that's fair. Yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. I think we've pretty much covered all the different types of spaces yeah. that you can talk online. Yeah. Uh, it's not actually that many, is it, when you think about it? No, I mean, really. Reddit, I suppose, is big in that it has a lot of subreddits. Yeah. I, I, I mean, suppose. definitely, there used to be a lot more forums, mm. but they, they've shut. Yeah, um, yeah, it's not it's not worth it's not worth the hassle of moderating them. Also, <laughs> you need a certain critical mass of yes. traffic to yes. to keep them going. And when Reddit and Facebook and stuff started to like take take the users away from forums, which mm-hmm. did happen, because like forums predate all of the social media. Yeah, well, predates all of social media. Yeah. yeah. Um, when social media start, well, I suppose it's forum is a type of social media, really. Yeah, but yeah. Um, when it, you know, that started to happen. The forums that didn't have a critical mass mm. kind of found that their traffic dropped too low to make it worth maintaining. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely, yeah. And sometimes, like, I know at least one Rule 7 for the UK, mm. I think the guy just was like, you know what, I'm done. It's mm. not worth the hassle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, there was UK role players that forum, that was quite a decent forum. That mm. closed a few years ago. Oh, I'm not sure yeah. why. That was quite a good little forum. Yeah, I, I don't know. I never really went on it. Mm. But, I mean, it's a real shame because the thing with the discords, that all these use of discords, is they're great, but it's very hard to get information out of them. Unless you're well, in the information the information's not archived in a way that you can access it. So yeah. it, that's the same with Facebook, Twitter, and Discord, all of those, because yeah. it's all about fast-moving stuff. Yeah. And the, the algorithms are basically set to have stuff happening now in front of you. Yeah, but but also you. I mean, Twitter you can search. Uh, yeah, but it's not quite terms. the same. No, no. Whereas, and if you did a Google search or a DuckDuckGo search, it's never going to bring back Discord at all. No, whereas it was a forum. Generally, you know, the conversation is archived. Yeah, and you can go back and read it at any time, and it's easy to access in that manner. Yeah, yeah. and so that's that's one of the differences, and that's why I talk about long form conversation. Yeah. Rather than just, you know, what's mm. what's going on right now. So dis- mm. I'd say Discord, Facebook, and Twitter, they're mm. basically people meeting in the pub and having a quick chat. Yeah. I, it's like, I think there's an opportunity for a but meeting. But once that chat's time. over, that chat's over. Yeah, yeah. And while you can find a record of it, mm. it's, you're going to look tricky. for it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Or have a, it saved. Yeah. Like Whereas was Reddit or a forum, on yes. the other hand, that mm. chat is recorded. Yeah. So it's less more like just people hanging around in a pub having a chat and having it trying to think of a record. I'm trying to think of an analogy and I can't think of one. Um, yeah, well, indeed, it's like it's like the old uh, message, the bulletin boards. Mm. It's like, you know, this is a copy of the archive thing. And for some places, like uh, our 
like the subreddit Ask Historians, mm. I find that an incredibly valuable and interesting place to go mm. because what they have is a very strong moderation policy mm. where it's not you have to be essentially writing a small work of scholarship to mm. get your answer submitted. Otherwise, they'll remove it. Yeah. Which yeah. I really like because it means that popular but wrong answers get removed. Mm. I'm like, oh, so I can maybe read correct stuff. Mm. Oh. And I really like that. I mean, it's it, it's variable what you'll get, but I know at least uh, it will be Well, it's one of the strengths of Reddit, I suppose, is that each subreddit can have its own moderation totally policies. different... I mean, yeah. my first experiences with Reddit, and probably the reason I'm not on it, really, yeah. is when it was first around, there were a lot of really... I understand it's better now, but there oh. were a lot of really dotty subreddits. And mm. whenever Reddit came up on my radar, it was yeah. always in that context... Oh, yeah, yeah. So that's... This place is full of Nazis, yeah. Yeah, yeah and they had entire subreddits full of them. Yeah. And incels and all sorts of different groups. Yeah. yeah. And, so, and then they did a big purge, deplatform them, and some of them have congregated elsewhere. On mm. the whole, they've gone away. Yeah, so yeah. this is yeah, why yeah. Elon must come in and say, you know what, I'm going to reactivate all these banned accounts. Because to get a banned account on Twitter, you generally have to have done something pretty bad. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what happens there. Yeah. But I'm off to it now, so it doesn't affect me. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, it's just like it's, uh, I guess this is a bit of a problem because it's how people get into role-playing games mm. and how you find new role-playing games. <sighs> you know, with these things, technology changes all the time. Something else will, you know, if we have this conversation in five years' time, there's probably going to be another platform that which we don't even know about now yeah. that I, is, I is, is, is a big, yeah. yeah. I mean, who knows what's going to happen. Everyone's going to be in VR or something. I don't know. No, probably not, but... I mean, they fit in the metaverse. Oh, God. Well, I think we're probably done, aren't we? We've probably covered the topic about as well as we can. All right, shall we wrap it up then? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Apparently, I now have to read this to you. This is the official podcast of Morris's unofficial tabletop RPG news, which you can find at enworld.org. You can find show notes at morris.podbean.com or wherever you found the podcast. If you feel like they deserve it, you can support the show on Patreon. In return, you will receive exclusive bonus content. Just go to patreon.com slash morris. If you're interested in his babbling nonsense, you can follow at Morris on the Twitter. Send your emails to morrispodcast at gmail.com. Not all of your emails, just the ones you want us to see. Mm, That's it. I'm bored now. You can go away. Shoo, off you go. Goodbye. Get out of here. Right, so how are we going to do the GM bits? um, I'll just make a weird noise with my mouth whenever the GM says something, so Daryl knows that's where to insert his bits. I'll just go, bah, each time. So, Daryl, whenever you hear me go, bah, that's when you say something. I don't normally listen to the outtakes. <laughs> but I might this week. Or, or our special content. And yet, I feel that the bonus content this week will be rich. <laughs> Board of orcs and elves, can't we play something else for a change? Bah. Yeah, it's all dungeons this. And dragons that. Week after week after week. Wah.